0: I know I'm not supposed to be pissed. I'm fucking pissed. Dude. This guy <laughs> sucks. He's the worst. Dude. You know, I don't even know who it is, but I just read the tweets and I'm like, you know what? It's got me. It's got, I should be more patient with it and relax and calm down. But, Oh, guess who just popped up on my timeline? This guy. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, let's see. Translation blank. Twitter account was right about my Boston Bruins. were just a doormat for everyone to step on. Oh,
1: Really? Okay. <laughs> Hello everyone. What's brewing? It's the Brews and Bruins Podcast, uh, episode 30-something of season four. Uh, We are the Hockey Podcast Network podcast sponsored by DraftKings, presented by Pride Diehards and Bruins Diehards. Speaking of which, we have the one, the only, one of my best contacts or connections on uh, LinkedIn. It's Nick Godin.
0: What's up? <laughs> How are you doing? Thanks for uh, giving me this opportunity to show I'm still I'm still living. I'm kicking. I'm alive. <laughs> Appreciate it.
1: It's really just proof. Now the episode's over. Exactly.
0: <laughs> it has to be like visual proof too. It's not just like AI automated voice. I'm I'm alive. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, good to be here. So it was fun.
1: Awesome. And then yeah. we got we got Chris. Chris, fresh fresh haircut. Chris. Yeah. On the pod. Uh, I
2: had an absolute disaster of a haircut a couple months ago. <laughs> been slowly working on growing it out long enough so that I could get a much better haircut. And, uh, this did the trick for sure.
0: How did you, how did you let a disaster of a haircut happen? Like I've been in that boat and I'm just so shy. Believe it or not, I'm shy when it comes to service. Like I won't tell somebody they gave me bad service, even though that's like my industry. And I got a mullet for my anniversary photos. I got a mullet and I'm like this, I can't even say anything. I'd rather just go home and fix it myself. So how did you get sucked into a bad haircut?
2: Oh man. So I, so moved into a new house about a year ago um kind of new area, so haven't really had the chance to establish myself at a at a new barbershop had a really great barbershop in my old place walking distance uh that's where i went back to get this done there you go. um had gone to a couple different places with like fine results and then kind of like interspersed like i don't know a couple of the the major chains in between just because you know you can rely on not getting a terrible haircut there um and i went to one of the places where i had gotten a decent haircut and got a different barber and i should have known when i walked in that this was going to be a bad thing because (laughs) i sat down in the like little waiting area and there was no one there there was like one guy off in the corner and to give you an idea what the setting of this place is like it looks like a like the inside of a Chili's basically that had just been gutted and put like <laughs> oh no, <laughs> some, some chairs in there. Uh, like it has all the weird like sports memorabilia and stuff and it like old wooden floors. And, um, so I, I walked in, sat down, there was a woman sitting there talking on the phone and like inner earphones and, and, I couldn't tell if she was on a break or anything. So I wasn't going to bother her. I was just kind of sitting there, but like after a little while she looked at me and was like, uh, "Are you here for a haircut? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Why <Where> the <laughs> fuck else would I be here? And the, the red flag started going off when she didn't hang up the phone when oh, I sat down. Oh, <laughs> so bad. she just kept having bad. her phone conversation. Uh, and I asked her for something very specific. I said like, Hey, just cut it on the sides. Don't do too much on the top. Like I, I was more specific than that, but like generally that's what I'm looking for. And she turned me away from the mirror, which is usually fine. Like, I don't care. I don't really like looking at myself while I'm getting my hair cut. but uh, this would have been helpful if I had known that she was just going to shave the whole fucking thing off. She basically left like, this little front area little, like a little longer and then oh, put, no. put it down to like a two all around. And I haven't had a haircut of that style since I was in like fifth grade. So, <laughs> uh, it was sure a shock.
0: Um,
1: but I, I recovered.
0: <laughs> that's not, that one was not your fault. That wasn't your fault.
1: Yeah. Wow. I went to, I went to a place here in Portland a little while ago, like last week, two weeks ago, maybe, um, and I, I, I because I've been doing the same thing since I moved to Portland, bouncing around from places and just haven't found one that really stuck. And so this place, it's a it's a men's salon and lounge. So I like have found them on Google. I was like, cool, they can cut my hair. I'll give them a try. It looks cool. Um, and so they give you well, when you walk in, there's like pool tables and TVs and couches. There's a massage chair and they have beer. So I had a PBR while I was like waiting for yeah. my haircut. And when you do your haircut, they start with a shoulder and scalp massage. And then they like put like warm towels on your face with all sorts of essential oils and shit. It was like awesome. I had no clue uh, like until I was walking into it. Uh, I had read. I was like, wait, wait, wait. This involves all this shit. Um, It was awesome. So I'm definitely going back to that place. I've never had a haircut experience like that.
0: Actually, I get my haircut by uh, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey's... uh... Barber, old barber. Sorry, back when they were kids. Yeah. Yeah. I lived like down the road from where they grew up, uh now. So yeah, they, they I just went to this random place and um I remember the owners like because I saw all these pictures of Jason Kelsey and, and Travis Kelsey. I'm like, What's this all about? And he's like, Oh, they, they still come here once in a while. I cut their hair for like ten years. I'm like, Really? That, okay. I was not expecting that. So he goes, Take him to the library. I'm like, No, I don't read. It's like no no go to the library. I'm like, what library? I go upstairs and I grab a book and when I open the book, the whole wall just shifts and it was it was like the biggest speakeasy I think I've ever <laughs> been to above the barbershop. I'm like, this is crazy. So, they're doing something special with barbershops except the one you went to, Chris. I wouldn't go to yours, but they're doing something special with some other barbershops. No Chili Barbershops. No no Chili Barbershops.
2: <laughs> I I did get a good lead though cuz I, I did go I went to my old barber and uh one of the guys there said he has a friend who has a barbershop that's pretty close to me. So I'm
1: going to try that one out next time. Good. Well, this has been the barbers and Bruins podcast. <laughs> no, it's the bruise and Bruins podcast. Uh, Chris, I see you got something there. You want do. kick us Um out? Our long national nightmares
2: coming to an end. This is the second to the last of the spicy beer pack. Uh, this one's the pina picante. Um, I don't need to rate this again. I've done these on basically every episode for the last five episodes. Uh, it's better than you'd expect, but still, it
1: makes your tummy feel not great. All right. Um, I have a coffee. I have a nice coffee. So I guess it's a brew, technically. Um, but, you know, you got... I think it's Pete's Coffee is what I got, or something. Uh, love my it. friend i just i stole it from my friend pete I don't know <laughs> um and uh i don't know some sort of creamer uh drinkability um you know it's not like a dunks iced coffee where it's full of sugar and so then very very drinkable uh so i'll go i'll go like a 16 or something tasteability though it's pretty up there 21
0: Well, I got nothing special. Uh, I've got whatever they're brewing in that Ohio River, East Palestine water, because oh, I'm boy. on that. Yeah, I'm I'm on that. You know, I'm in that geographical location. No, I, in reality, I just uh, we've been buying bottles of water because we can't really trust the tap water. So I got some electrolytes because uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I've had nearly enough water. Um, but it's uh, so what I do. Drink drinkability. Mm-hmm. Uh it's like salt water. They like electrolytes. See, <laughs> it's like salt. So can I go into the negatives? Sure. <laughs> negative 37. It's like the Antichrist of patrice Burchards. Negative 37. <laughs> uh in tasteability it's that's the exact same. Negative 37, all, all across the board. But wow. uh, gotta get your electrolytes in. That
1: might be like our our worst review yet in terms of rating. Like the, worst, oh. the worst ratings on both fronts. We've gone into the negatives before, but I don't think we've gone that far.
2: Yeah, I think the the most negative beer we had was your uh, white
1: pumpkin ale, Drew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that still brings back memories. Um, all right. So um, I guess, I mean, we've talked about this at length, but every time we have someone come on since the trade deadline, uh, we like to get the take. Um so Nick, what are your thoughts on what the Bruins are able to do at the trade deadline and you know how this team has been performing as of late because we haven't had you on a while too yeah so it's your yeah. overall perspective.
0: No, for sure. I mean, it's I I tell you what, this is one of those trade deadlines. And actually, over the last five trade deadlines, it's been almost impossible to guess and assume what the Bruins are going to do, because it seems like Sweeney always makes the move that nobody was talking about. And and sometimes maybe in in not so good of a way, but has actually been pretty good over the last few years. Uh, But Hathaway. I don't even know what he was talking about Hathaway other than maybe two or three years ago when he was an unrestricted free agent, everybody was saying this guy's meant to play in Boston. And I know the Bruins were interested in getting Hathaway as an unrestricted free agent. So it does kind of make sense. They traded for him, but I thought that ship had sailed Um, Orlov, I, I gotta be honest. I wasn't as excited about that until now. I realized I was a complete idiot apparently, but I thought Orlov I'm like, you know, okay, it is what it is. They got some defensive depth. I wasn't expecting uh, this type of performance early on, I hope it maintains. If it does, that's probably the best pickup of the trade deadline. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi, that was, out of all of these, that was totally out of left field. Like, I was absolutely not expecting Tyler Batuzzi. although it, again, makes total sense. Uh, he, he fits Boston's scheme. Um, I think, you know, he's kind of like... Milan Lucic-esque that I think some people are a little scared of him they know that he's got some wires crossed so they're not gonna you know but he also has that offensive ability and then you know Hathaway kind of reminds me of Chris Wagner in a way but maybe a bit more psychotic like he's got Joe Goldberg eyes you look in those eyes you are like oh oh, I don't want to be anywhere near this guy so I I think it was honestly this might have been this might have been Don Sweeney's best trade deadline um That might be a hot take. I'm not sure. Taylor Hall acquisition was a really good one. Although again, another hot take. I don't give Don Sweeney really any credit uh, in the Taylor Hall trade. I know so many people are going to (laughs) be mad at me. It's the only team Taylor Hall was willing to go to. I mean, Taylor Hall said, I'm going to go to Boston and and that's about it. So, you know, I I don't give Sweeney that much credit, but I appreciate him pulling the trigger. Probably the best trade deadline the Bruins have had uh, in in quite some time.
2: Yeah. I think uh, one of the things that we've, talked about is that like the trades that you don't make are sometimes more important than the trades you do make. I I don't know if that is necessarily true for this trade deadline, but maybe equal. Cause you know, if you're not, if, if you, if Sweeney had made the Gavrikov deal, obviously the Hathaway Orlov deal doesn't happen. I mean, maybe the Hathaway deal does, but uh, you're not doing Orlov in that situation. And I mean, if, if Taylor Hall and Nick Felino hadn't been injured, I don't know if that Tyler Bertuzzi deal gets done. Um, because I, I do think Sweeney said that like we were looking at being finished, maybe making like one more depth move, but, um, and now it looks like Taylor Hall might be coming back soon. So, I mean, that makes that deal look even better. Uh, just, yeah, I don't know. Those are three Boston, Boston guys. Um, yeah, pretty impressive stuff.
0: Man. I feel like ev- I feel like every other team and fan base was just like, "Oh no," you know what I mean? Because again, it's <laughs> Can't three keep guys getting away a- with it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, I, I think um, you talk about the trades they didn't make. I think that Chikrin trade, um, although you know they-, they didn't get as much for him as I thought they were going to nah. uh, Arizona, but I think it was smart that the Bruins didn't go in that direction. You know, ha- has there ever been like a really really boring Uh, Bruins playoff series, other than that one with Montreal, you know, years ago. But, um, in reality, it's always physical. I mean, the playoff hockey is always physical. Chickren gets injured a lot and he has Mm -hmm. a he's very injury prone. And we haven't necessarily seen him in a playoff atmosphere, which frankly, you know, a guy like Chickren could get injured pretty easily. And, um, when you when you need all all lines rolling, and you know, the Bruins right now, they're a mix between. You know, veterans in in youth, but it could take you know a couple players getting injured in the playoff series could really kind of derail uh, their ability to win a seven-game series. So you kind of need a lot of people healthy. Um, I think you know getting Orlov uh, it creates that depth in, in that you know durability, but also keeps around you know enough youth uh, and enough draft picks and assets for potential future moves. Uh, I think Chickering would have been just too much uh, for the Bruins, and smart move to not make
2: yeah keeping money off the books for next
1: year
0: um yeah there's a lot to
1: be concerned about with the gap next year it's kind of like at this point it's like oh that's coming up but nope not gonna think about that yeah nope 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's
2: coming it's it's pretty wild I mean, kudos to a lot of teams for it doesn't happen often in today's nhl especially with the loser point teams kind of giving up on playoff aspirations when they're only a few points out. And I mean, Washington and Detroit both kind of still in the hunt, just looking at their teams going, this isn't going in the right direction. Need would need to make up some ground. We can either buy and I don't know, maybe play the Bruins in the first round and get absolutely demolished or you know, sell and make up some assets here. And uh, the the Bruins kind of poached those teams like Washington and Washington and Detroit were like, theoretically could have made the playoffs, but I, I think they made the correct assessment in saying that, you know, better to take a step back and rebuild.
0: Yeah, I, uh, you know, I was just thinking when you were talking, Chris, uh, about 10 minutes ago about you know, Sweeney considering being done in the trade deadline and then going out and making that Bertuzzi trade, Bruins are really lucky that that injury – you know, came at the time that it did before, you know, like directly before the deadline, it was like, what, 24, 48 hours before the deadline uh, and that injury result came in and it's like, Oh, okay. We should probably make one more move. I mean, easily, if it was 72 hours, we probably would have never known that that depth needed to to have happened. So um, I think they got, they got kind of lucky there, but it's funny you bring up the summer 2023 cap projection. I was looking at, you know, the, the Bruins caps for. uh, at Bruins Cap Space, the Twitter account there, which is like totally the best Twitter account ever. <laughs> when I when you talk about Cap Space, it's scary. I mean, it's really scary. You've got no. you got about just under $4 million. And you've got Orlov, Clifton, Swayman as an RFA, Bertuzzi, Hathaway, Nosik, Felino, uh, whatever happens with Crazy and Bergeron, if you assume that they're not gonna come back, um, Trent Frederick as an RFA. I mean, you've got like a lot of you know, depth and, you know, some core here that need to be signed. And frankly, that's like, you might even be $5 million short uh, for being able to get all those guys in. So I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, it makes me feel as if Grizzly or, or somebody with a cap hit like Grizzly could, could be on the move in the summer.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think you start with Mike Riley. I think he wants to move. I think the Bruins want to move him. It's, it's mm-hmm. one of those things where that's probably for the best, uh, best for both of them. Um, and that's 3 million right there. I mean, I think a guy like Forbert with kind of making a name for himself on the penalty kill this year, um, that's a guy you probably couldn't have moved last year, um, that in the off season, you could probably get rid of that 3 million. There are things that the Bruins can do. And I mean, depending on what the market forum looks like, Matt Gerzlick is, has always had his suitors. So, I mean especially if you win a cup this year, it makes it a lot easier to turn around and deal some guys and say, Hey, yeah. in order to reload for the next season, like we needed to move on from a few of these guys. And mm-hmm. um, unfortunately I think that means probably Connor Clifton's not coming back. And you got some guys in the AHL who are ready to go and can fill in on a bottom pair if necessary. And, you know, the, the Maple Leafs is kind of have made their hay the last couple of years you know, getting guys in and saying, Hey, we're going for it this year. Maybe take a minimum deal and see what we can do. And, you know, Mark Giordano has been awesome this year for them and playing for the league minimum. And uh, so maybe the Bruins can convince guys like Orlov and Hathaway to come back for, you know, maybe less than their worth, but uh that's stuff to worry about in the offseason.
1: <laughs> yeah, Swayman's the big one for me that like at the beginning of the season, I thought, you know, oh yeah, of course they're gonna have money carved out for him and everything. And now it's I mean, you see where they are with the cap, and also you got Olmark oh, there, who I want to get Nick's thoughts on in a second. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's worrying. But you know what's not worrying? DraftKings ready. For the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook, the biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can feel the sweat and bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in. And place a no sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Please talk about any tournament matchup pairings that interest you, who you'll be keeping an eye on, et cetera. Uh, I, well,
2: I, I noticed that Villanova uh, sucks this year. So, Ooh. oh, no. That's, that's tough for me. Um, Villanova women have been really good, though. So I will be watching
1: the women's tournament. Hell yeah. Download. DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. In the script, the promo code it says xxx and i almost read that and i was like oh it <laughs> just means to put ours in i was like wow what a promo code that's a little that's a little weird for a podcast <laughs> network to nab um but yeah i i guess i mean we've talked we've talked about old mark a bit before as well but <laughs> just a little bit you know in this Bruins podcast with the you, you know the vesna front runner we've talked about him a little bit um but Nick, what are your thoughts on seeing Olmark light up the season, um, especially like, you know, preseason it was kind of thinking Swayman and Omar kind of duo. I guess we'll see what happens. And then Olmark has this extraordinary season. What have your your thoughts been watching that unfold?
0: Yeah, you know, the best part about this is it's always been like a goalie duo. It You know, I, I know some in the media have tried to make it a goalie controversy. Uh, and I think fans never really picked up on that, right? It never really felt like a controversy. It really felt more like a, a duo. Um, but this type of performance, I could have never even even asked uh, of Olmark. You know what I mean? You, you don't even need this type of performance to win playoff series or a Stanley Cup. You, you, you need to be relatively good. But this is like the greatest of the great right now. And I don't want to jinx it, but thing is, is we've been talking about how great Ulmark has been all year and it's just not stopping. It just continues. And then you have a really solid, um not even a replacement, but somebody like Swayman who is, you know, a, a starter uh in the national hockey league. So, um, it's, it's pretty incredible. Uh, obviously the vibes are great. I really feel like Olmark's performance has been a really big part of what the locker room has been like. Um, I mean, ever since Olmark came and you know, that bromance that Swayman and Olmark have, but just the personality that he brings, um, you know, I, I think Olmark's getting a lot of credit for what he's doing on the ice. I imagine a lot of the players in the locker room would say that there's a lot he's doing in the locker room, uh, to also kind of boost the morale of the team. So, um, yeah, he he gets a lot of recognition right now for sure. Yeah.
2: yeah, he just seems like a fun dude. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. We always talked about Tuca as the kind of unshakable, like immediately forget what just happened kind of guy. Um, yep. and I feel like the other side of the coin is Lena's Allmark, where he's just like always having a good time. So mm-hmm. even if something goes bad, he just shakes it off. Whereas like, Tuka was a very angry shake it off kind of guy, yeah. Um, And I think I think Swayman's more in that. He's not angry, but he's more of the like in the zone kind of dude. Mm -hmm. Whereas Olmark's like
1: in his own world. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. He's—I mean—he's been in his own fucking universe this season. Yeah, incredible. And okay, so I think it was. there was another poll taken with the NHL writers. I think it was the NHL.com writers that did it um, and, on the trophy voting, and I think it's some controversy that Ulmark wasn't like even like top five for Hart Trophy contention. Like, and they even showed guys after like, oh yeah, these guys got at least eight votes and or eight points in the voting and. I feel like I know it's a it's a trophy that traditionally goes to like skaters basically at this point there's been a couple goalies in the past uh two decades I think there's been like three that have won it in that period of time goaltenders rarely a defenseman either um but what are your guys thoughts on like this season being like of such magnitude for Allmark that he could kind of crack that I think at this point it's going to be McDavid and Pasternak was up there too I don't think it would happen but um, do you think he deserves like most valuable player in the league recognition like that?
2: Pretty tough to give the most valuable player in the league to a guy who isn't the most valuable player on his team. Um, I guess so. that's
1: tough. I, okay. So what if he was on another team and he was just like, unbelievable. Or yeah. like we didn't have Pasternak or Bar- Bergeron or Marshall. <laughs> yeah. Or contextual. Uh,
2: I mean, the the other thing is like, one of the main arguments that people give for heart trophy is all right, if you took this player off the team, what would this team look like? Mm. And if you took Linus Olmark off this team, this team would still be incredible in front of Jeremy Swainman. Um, so I mean, I love Linus Oldmark. I think he's having an excellent season. I think he didn't get enough credit for how good he had been prior to this season. Um, but no, I don't think he's the Hart trophy winner. I think he should be the runaway Vesna winner. I, I think what the Athletic came out with a list of their projected finishes too, and they had uh Ilya Sorokin as the as the Vesna winner, which like it wasn't based on votes or anything like that. It was based on just goals saved above expected or whatever. Um, which is fine. Like yeah, Ilya Sorokin's having a great season too in front of a worse team. Um but I don't think the goals saved above expected takes into account what the voters really look at. And a lot of the times the voters are looking at wins save percentage. And that's about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I think, um, I think it's like a good problem to have, but the, I think Boston's goals for, uh, it kind of create that storyline of okay, they're scoring astronomically right now, so like winning these games isn't just because of the goaltender's performance. So um I definitely think like he should be in the conversation, right? Because that is the way that omar is performing. Is it? You know, there should be talks around that, but my gut tells me probably not. Not the heart. Um, and I mean, it, it is it is kind of crazy. I didn't even realize that uh, there's only one team that has more goals for uh, this season. And do you guys know who it is?
2: Yeah, it's the Oilers.
0: Yeah, Edmonton Oilers. I didn't realize that, which kind of makes sense, right? Um, there's a certain Twitter account that's probably very <laughs> much knows how many goals for. I can't even, I don't even want to say the Twitter account because I feel like, you know, they're going to go on my LinkedIn and reach out to my, you know, my <laughs> boss and be like, fire this guy. I'm like, bro, I just started. Like, give me a break. But, uh-huh. uh, but yeah. You Honestly, uh, about, right?
2: expert troll job by that Twitter oh. account. Just got like an entire fan base riled up on Twitter. Yeah. So
0: I know I'm not supposed to be pissed. I'm fucking pissed. Dude. This guy <laughs> sucks. He's the worst. You know, I don't even know who it is, but I just read the tweets and I'm like, you know what? It's got me. It's got, I should be more patient with it and relax and calm down. But, Oh, guess who just popped up on my timeline? This guy. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, let's see. Translation blank. Twitter account was right about my Boston Bruins. were just a doormat for everyone to step on. Oh, Really, okay. Wow, I don't even know what to say. Don't do I it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not going to do it. I, I wish you. I pray for you. Um, anyway. Yeah.
2: Uh, that um, would be a fun uh, Stanley Cup matchup. I think.
0: Ah, oh, the best. It really would be. Mm-hmm. For everybody oh. but the two teams uh, and, and the fans watching it, oh my gosh, it'd be so hard to watch. You know, it, th- that probably is the last duo that I would ever want to play against in a, in a playoff series or stand like a Cup final. It's Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. Oh. Yeah,
2: a, a good team with bad goaltending where, like, the only thing they need is for their goaltending to just kind of yeah. turn it up for a week and then, wow, this team's unbeatable, but... the same way about the bruins so
1: (laughs) just a little bit uh something else that happened uh this was last night uh, that occurred we're recording friday uh the bruins lost to the edmonton oilers but the dallas stars defeated the buffalo sabers 10 to 4. um put up the 10 spot the double digits uh and they had nine goal scorers uh it was uh faxa who scored two um, so <laughs> I don't remember the last time I've seen a 10 spot. It happens from time to time, but it's pretty few, and far between. Yeah. What the, I don't remember the
2: last one. Wasn't it? There's one of those weird Canadian games in the bubble.
1: Hmm. Mm.
2: Not in the, not necessarily in the bubble, but in the maybe bubble season where they were, uh, cause I, I remember the, the Canadian division was just awful. And sometimes you get some
0: wild games. Mm, maybe I, I don't know why I feel like there was a game last year but maybe I'm making that maybe I'm making that up I don't know I'm trying to look it up right now on the spot but and I, and I feel like it was a Montreal game so maybe it was maybe it was a few years ago but
1: uh, hopefully it was given up uh, like Montreal gave up tight goals that's so the gotta be the hope
0: oh yeah no it was uh yeah was I think it was, was April of last year right Montreal versus Florida. Ten to
2: two. There were three of them last year. <laughs>
0: That's right. Really?
2: Yeah. Canadians. A, Panthers, a ten.
0: A ten to seven. Wait, am I reading that right? Yeah, ten to seven. Toronto that, and Detroit. Was
2: Maple Leafs, Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. That was that was an exciting one. And then, uh, yeah, Detroit was on the wrong end. <laughs> Detroit <laughs> prior to the last two. Detroit's been on the wrong end of the previous three ten goal
0: games. <laughs> makes <laughs> you're going well over there in detroit oh boy
1: uh, <clears throat> but yeah buffalo sabers give up 10 of course it's the sabers um trying to fight for detroit's crowd of giving up too many goals man and that's a segment we like to call too many goals man <laughs> um i i I got nothing else on the docket, but... I got one more
2: thing that I wanted to do if you guys are game. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to go through the remaining Bruins schedule and have you guys give me what you think the percent chance the Bruins are going to lose that game is. Okay. Love it. So, tomorrow, today is of the release of this recording. You may be listening to this after this game happened. The Bruins play the Red Wings at home. What is the percent chance you think the Bruins are going to lose that game? Question. Is it a matinee? It absolutely is.
1: Hmm. I'm going to say 80%. 80% that they lose the game. Mm -mm. Sorry. 20%. (laughs) Sorry. I was thinking 80% chance to win.
0: Oh, that's tough. Um, why does, why does my gut tell me that they don't do great during matinee games? I don't know. Maybe I'm totally making that up. I just know that I've gone to like four matinee games and lost every single one I've been to personally. So where well, are you um, going? I'm going <laughs> to, oh, no, I'm change my away. answer. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to probably be on the wrong side of this, but I think there's like, they, I don't want to spoil it, Chris. Cause the, but the next game they play is also against Detroit. So part of me says that they're going to lose the one at home, but win the one in Detroit, so uh, I'm going to go with a 60% chance that uh, the Bruins lose tomorrow.
2: Okay. I'm going 0%. Guaranteed. Put all your money on it. They're winning tomorrow. On the other hand, they got to get into a plane. I mean, Detroit does too, but Detroit's going home.
1: (laughs) No, they drive cars.
2: Yeah. Uh, They're before it's uh, (laughs) going back to Detroit and playing another matinee Sunday morning morning on the west coast here but i guess sunday afternoon um, i think the bruins lose that one i'm going to i'm going to mm-hmm. give it f- 55% chance that they lose the second half of that back to back
1: Yeah, you know,
0: i'll go 60 i think it's an 80% chance they win that game i think every i think everybody loses in this case the home fans totally lose either way <laughs> but uh, 80% chance wait 80% chance they win so 20% chance they lose
2: all right yeah I uh I think there's a decent chance they win both of these games just because the Red Wings just sold off all their players but also like if this were last year's Bruins I would be like oh 100% chance they lose both of these games um all right Tuesday March 14th the Bruins go to Chicago and play the Blackhawks Drew what's the chance that the Bruins lose this game 15%
1: 15 percent against the Blackhawks and uh whew. 10 goals 10 goal game for the Bruins that game let's go
0: <laughs> yeah I'm gonna go with seven percent seven percent I don't think there's a chance they'll lose that and they't have Patrick Kane you know their the morale is so low in Chicago um yeah gotta 7%. love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm at
2: I'm at five percent yeah they they got a couple days off between they don't have to travel very far. I love it. I guess they got one day off between, but um, on the other hand, after one other day off, they traveled to Winnipeg to play the Jets on Thursday, March 16th. Nick, what, uh, what chance do you give the Jets of winning that game?
0: Oh, that's a great, oh man, in Winnipeg. Oh boy. Um, I don't want to keep saying they're going to lose because you know we're in such a hot streak right now. But I don't know, something about the Jets. I don't like the, I don't like playing the Jets. Um. So this is the percent of the chance that they lose. Uh, okay, so I don't know. I think there's a 50, fifty-five. I think there's a fifty-five percent chance they lose.
2: That's what I was going to go with, Drew. What you yeah. got? Seventy-seven. Seventy-seven percent chance they lose to Winnipeg.
1: Yeah, I just, I uh, it's the same as Nick. I just face of the Jets. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the New England Patriots kind of thing going on too. You hate the New York Jets, but um.
2: all right, they got Friday off. Then they got a matinee in Minnesota. Uh, oh boy, yeah. I mean, that's a decent team. Uh, I give. That a fifty-two percent chance of the Bruins losing.
1: I'm gonna give it a hundred, and here's why. You know, Minnesota did all that money laundering for them, and I think part of that deal was to <laughs> give them a win. Um, so that's what I think the Bruins are throwing that game.
0: Wow! Yeah. Okay. How many
1: games left now after this Minnesota one? One, two, three, four, five,
2: six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14.
1: Oh, okay. Cool.
2: Yeah, let's, uh, let's start like rapid fire. Rapid right? fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
0: seeing, seeing like the next four or five games, uh, I, I feel like this is an easy one for them to, to kind of slip away. So 80% chance they lose against the Wild.
2: All right. Bruins at Sabres. Another matinee. Literally the day after playing the Wild. That's the only thing i got there but i still think the bruins have a good chance of winning that i'm gonna give the sabers 40 chance
0: i'll say
1: 30
0: okay now you got the, now you got me messed up with the percentages so you're giving the Sabres the chance to win. All right, I guess I'm not a math guy. I just was no, given my... the
1: Sabres 40%. Okay. So I just 40% looked at my college
0: transcript <laughs> yesterday and I was like, Whoa, I did this bad. Uh, okay. The, I, I don't think the Bruins lose that game. Uh, I think there's only a 20% chance uh, they lose that game. All
2: right. Uh, Tuesday, March 21st senators at Bruins. We're in the week. It's not a matinee. I think we're safe there. Uh, it's a decent Senators team, giving them thirty-five percent chance. Thirty-three point three
1: three three
0: three. I'm going to give it a ten percent chance, and and uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with that. I was going to say that that Chickering might might not fare well in the game, but I don't want to actually jinx anybody, so I'm not going to say that prediction.
2: Uh, Thursday, March 23rd, Montreal Canadiens visit Boston. A
1: two percent chance. 50 50 it's Montreal yeah. baby we
0: were 20 twenty, twenty percent
2: uh here's the here's the real one we got a uh, back to back lightning and hurricanes home against the lightning on March 25th and it's a matinee i think the bruins win this one uh 40% chance
1: yeah, I'll go like forty-five. The Tampa first, forty-five yeah. against Tampa.
0: I'm gonna go sixty and sixty percent chance that they lose. Uh, I think that you know, you got the Lightning, you got the Hurricanes. They lose both games. Fans are gonna start freaking out. Storylines. Oh, those teams! The playoffs are coming up. They don't have it. They've they peaked too early, and then they'll 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 come back. But
1: meanwhile, they're already home. playing the entire Providence Bruins lineup to the rest. Of their <laughs> <time>. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Yeah, I'm
2: going 85% chance that they lose to the Hurricanes on that back to back.
1: Drew? Oh, yeah. What did I say? 45 against Tampa. Yeah, I'll go like 65. I think they lose to the Hurricanes out of the two, but they'll All split right. it either way. After another day off, Predators come to
2: town. Zero. I don't think there's any chance they lose this game.
0: I'll be, the, I'll be nice. I'll give them a 1% they, chance. They <laughs> will have just lost the game
2: to a good team, uh, and they're going to want to come out firing. Uh, once again, after another day off, Blue Jackets come to town. 1% chance. Uh, there's no chance that this. Three. Three. I'll give it a 3
0: give it a, a 0.2. Nice. 0.2. Yeah.
1: Uh, Bruins visiting the Penguins after another day off. Mm, that's one of those again the Penguins. I don't like it. Um, I'm gonna go like fifty-five.
2: I hate the moves that the Penguins did, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it thirty-five.
0: Uh, that's what I was gonna say, thirty-five too. I feel confident about that one. I I don't know why. It's like ever since that series where they swept them, you, you know, a few years ago. I I've always felt pretty confident against the Penguins, so thirty-five.
2: All right. Uh back end of a back to back, both matinees. Bruins visit the blues. I think that team sucks. I hate what they did at the deadline. Uh I mean not trades that they made, just like the players that they brought in and players they gave up. So uh 12% chance. Mm-hmm. Ten. Nice round. Ten.
1: I'll give it an eight.
2: All right. We're getting into the home stretch. Got a couple days off. Then Maple Leafs come to town. I think that's a toss up going 50, 50 there.
1: Mm, Yeah. Yeah.
0: I can't say anything else. 50, 50 for sure. I do get scared playing the Leafs and the next team too. Actually. Yeah. Yeah.
2: uh, Devils come to town. I think that Timo Meyer deal swings it a little bit. I think, think 51% chance.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw 45 on that. I think the Bruins have a better shot, but still devils are scary. They have been the past few seasons and that's a team you might see in the Eastern conference
0: championship. Yeah. Go 48, 48, just goaltending probably is my reason, but
2: yeah. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, Bruins finished strong with flyers, caps and Canadians, uh, I'm going 100 90 95 other way around sorry going 0 10 5
1: even considering they'll uh they'll be resting their boys by the.
2: I don't think they're going to be resting anybody I think they're just going uh, to be trying to limit the playoffs yeah cycling guys in and out
1: play with five demon and 15 forwards with the rangers abc couldn't ta- stop talking about that game that was hilarious they're like you know they're down two guys you know did you know that hey in case you haven't been here the past three hours down anyway i digress
0: <laughs> i love that the impersonation <laughs> whoever the hell it was but it was fantastic know. Um, I'm going to go 30, 40, 30, just to keep it simple. Cause if I say another number, my brain's going to malfunction. <laughs> <laughs>
1: 33,
2: 33, 33. There you go. We'll, uh, we'll go through the numbers and do all the calculations and see, uh, what we have for projections. And then we'll, uh, we'll tweet them all out and make sure everyone sees all the cool charts. We're going to put it all together. It's going to be great. Yeah.
1: Chris Chris is gonna be doing that. It's awesome. Nah, that's lazy that job. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's about it. Uh Nick, uh where can people find you? I need your address, your social security, all that. <laughs> oh, jeez.
0: Yeah. So social zero no, I'm just kidding. Um yeah no just twitter uh at flying or on twitter um and i'll i'll check in every other month uh so if you don't hear from me i'll i'll see you in you know may or june um and instagram same thing at flying or but uh we got an exciting season underway so i'll be talking
1: awesome hell yeah all right thanks everybody enjoy your day or life if i never if you never hear my voice again see ya Thank you